Hi. Hello, Nikki. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm well, thanks. It's uh, just as Annika was saying, it's also warm and humid here. So I'm a little bit sweaty because I went for a walk before this, but, uh, you know, can't complain. I can't, I can't smell you yet. <laughs> um, how do, sorry, I haven't used, or actually I've used this once. How do I make you guys bigger? Because you're like really tiny on my screen. Yeah, so I have to, I have it to leave it like that because of the way I do the show. No, yeah, no, no, it wasn't. Uh, no, I have it full screen now. It's fine. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's a little bit bigger. Um, let me know how the how the audio is in the chat, please. Let me know for all balance because Nikki sounds maybe a little bit loud, but I'm. Oh, I can. And you're not in my headphones. Hold on. Yeah, it sounds a little bit tinny. I guess. Yeah, because. I'm... Uh oh. <laughs> Hold on. Um, okay, there you go. Uh, I hear you both. She sounds more tinny, I would say, but um, that could if just... you go into the cam and mic, Nikki, if you go into that and click on audio, it'll give you a box that says automatically adjust mic. Uncheck that, and then you can you, can you know what Pe people mic. people are saying it's good. So let's just okay. uh, let's not spurg out too okay. much about the sound. Okay, uh, I will give. Uh, so Nikki, <laughs> let me do an intro and I'm going to try to kind of explain the situation like briefly and you can tell me if it's wrong or what, what I maybe if there's important aspects that I'm missing. So Nikki Klein, our today's guest is a actress who was in the TV series Battlestar Galactica and also was in the... I guess I'll I'll call it a sex cult. <laughs> that's that's the media story Nexium, which you guys may have heard about. There's been series on Stars Network and also HBO and a bunch of reports about it in the media. Not not to be confused with the heartburn medication by the name of Nexium. Nexium, I know. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I'll I'll give Different like spelling. like I said I'll give my like two cent breakdown coal notes version of what happened. So Nexium was run by a guy named Keith Rainier or Rainier. You're you're muted, Nikki. I can't hear you. I can see you trying to talk though. Let me. Does that help? Okay, now? Yeah, there you go. Hi, is this better? Okay. Sorry about that. No, I was, no worries. Uh, I was throwing out all these one-liners. No, I was just saying for the Americans, that's Cliff Notes. Because as a Canadian, I know that Cole's, Cole's Notes is Canadian. Oh, is that a strictly Canadian? I didn't even know that. Yeah. Well, that's good mm -hmm. to know. So uh, is it is it Raniere? Is that the pronunciation for? Raniere. Raniere. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Keith Ranieri was the man behind this organization, Nexium, which was kind of like an MLM, a multi-level marketing thing where they did seminars and would like, it was like empowerment, like business, kind of like Tony Robbins style, like, I guess, self-help type things. And the whole thing was kind of being funded by this woman 
these are these sisters. What were their name? Let me pull up my notes here. Claire Bronfman, who was an heiress to like a, a, a whiskey fortune or a beer fortune. I forget exactly. So she was helped funding the thing Seagram. and Seagram's. That's it. That's it. Right. And do you, do you want me to interject or should we just wait? I'm, and I'm we'll, almost we'll finished. Get into I, it. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm almost, I'm going to keep it really short. So okay, cool. Nikki it, can clarify anything. Yeah. I'm yeah. Sure, yeah. Eventually definitely. it came out that Within the group, there was like a a secret group called DOS, which was a kind of like a slave master scheme or pyramid. I'm not sure. I'll let Nikki describe it. But there there was a there was a lot of salacious things that came out. Like this guy Rainier, I, I already forget how you're supposed to pronounce it, but uh, whatever. Rainier. Rainier. He was having intimate relationships with a lot of the women involved in this and there would be there started to be like allegations about coercion and controlling and the word cult being thrown around and eventually the whole thing fell apart and a lot of people were arrested uh Rhaenyra was recently sentenced to 120 years in prison for multiple cr- crimes, including human trafficking. And um, that's basically it. Oh, the, the one thing I left out too is that Alison Mack, who you guys might have heard of, she was involved in this. She was an actress on Smallville, and she was also convicted, I think, of human trafficking, but she got a, she cooperated and got like a much smaller sentence, three years. And she and Nikki were married for briefly, but were divorced. And they were both, I guess, like what you would call high level members of this DOS organization. And and so Nikki is here to talk to us about all of this and and sort through it, try to separate I, fact from fiction. Can I give my quick, a quick ad? How I was going to describe it is if like if, Amway and Scientology got together with branding and uh, MLM women's empowerment, kind of like that's how I understand it. Um, because yeah. I think it was sold to the women, the DOS, from what I understood, was that it was sold as like women's empowerment and he appeared to be hands off. But I believe Allison Mack was the one who was in control or he he was having women act as like a proxy for him is from what I understand. Yeah, she was like, at least the way it's portrayed in the media, she was kind of like his right hand man or one of them. That's yeah. the, that's or, the narrative. Now, and now and there was branding for people like, wondering. We've got our work about. cut out for us, but well, it's good, I, good because you're reflecting Yes, exactly. what what this the is narrative is, is and exactly. i want i want to address it yeah and such is where i got exactly all the information, so yeah all right but yeah we'd like to Definitely. hear from you all right go so ahead you, you, you have the floor well why don't, why don't you start with what i said is is wrong if anything well i mean first of all the term sex cult uh not only is it not defined it's not like there's no legal definition or dictionary definition. As a matter of fact, if you Google sex cult, you see Nexium. If you Google Nexium, you see sex cult. It's recursive. It. I don't think many people really even know what they're saying when they call it a sex cult. They just know it's bad and scary and sinister and who the fuck would ever be involved in something like that? 
right? So it's it's um it's very salacious too, right? It gets, very, it gets people clicking, and, and it's a very powerful <laughs> yeah. tool if you want to cut anyone off at the knees. And it's been very effective at persecuting an entire community of good, thoughtful, well-intended people who who were really using the the tools from executive success programs, which is the personal growth program, to to better themselves, to make decisions that were more consistent with their values. You know, we all have kind of our ideal values, and then we have what we do, right? And uh, the tools I found the most effective way to work through fears and limiting beliefs so that you can actually make the choices that align with your ideal values. And that's that's really what it did. I mean, it's, it, it wasn't like a cult, I think, of like a, a commune where people kind of like dress the same and live in the same area and have their own language or I don't know, there's a whole kind of um, mystical idea around it. We were all normal people living in our own homes with our own careers and lives who would get together and do trainings together where we asked questions using largely the Socratic method to challenge and define um, notions that our society has kind of prescribed to us and ways in which we were conditioned since we were young to think, whether that's oh, I need to, you know, maybe you come from an immigrant family and you need to be a doctor, otherwise you're nothing in your parents' eyes. Like, we all have these beliefs that we've um, taken on and some of them, maybe they're true to us. And other ones, maybe they were, you know, we adopted them to be accepted or just because we didn't know better. So what drew me to the program is it was this place where you could ask anything and challenge kind of your deepest beliefs or the attachments that you felt felt most wed to so that you could be more free, like feel more effective in your life. And to me, that's a great thing. I mean, of course, it's not for everybody. Not everybody, um, you know, feels like they need those things. Not everybody wants those types of tools. But for many people, for over 17,000 people who saw the value in it, um, you know, they did. And and the the company ESP existed for, for 15 years. And it did get some uh, uh, media, like have, it did have PR problems uh, when Claire and Sarah, Sarah Bronfman's dad kind of... Um, he did not like the program at first. He he did not like that his daughters were thinking for themselves and starting to do to do different things with their money. And he kind of, I think, funded and influenced some media campaigns that called it a cult. And that's when that started, like very um, early on. I forget, maybe two thousand five or six or something. And so there was always that. Uh, stigma. We used to joke about it. I mean, I knew about it before I took a class, but I was like, look, I know the media lies. I don't, I don't let anyone think for myself, think for me. So I'm just going to find out what it is. And I did. So I think the sex part now of the sex cult is basically just Keith, who, who founded um, executive success programs with Nancy Salzman. It's, it's his sex life. 
he he had multiple partners that's it like there's no set like there was nothing about the program that was sexual in nature even in dos we we use the terms master slave but it was not a, a sec i know that that is used in like bdsm and, and stuff which is something i i don't know much about except for what i've read on the internet um but uh the sex really is the fact that he had multiple partners. Some of them got upset over the years and had a uh, kind of, you know, waged war in different ways, whether it was out of jealousy or feeling, you know, having feelings or feeling rejected. And um, so there really isn't much more to it which i know is probably disappointing for people they want to think that we were like doing all kinds of kinky stuff but that just wasn't what it was at all annika do you um i mean what... earlier when you were speaking i was thinking about how um there are a lot of nefarious organizations and groups and cults if we'll, we'll use that term sure yeah um that they have to have some truth, especially when it comes to like ethical aligning, like um, all, all quote unquote cults um, have some truth to them. Like they'll, they'll take things from either Buddhism or Catholicism mm -hmm. or something, you know, maybe in their structure also um, because they need something that you're going to recognize in yourself. They're, mm -hmm. they're often going to be empowering. Um, they're going to make you feel warm and fuzzy or else, I mean, if, if they were scary, very few people would be attracted to them in the first place. Um, so, I mean, that, that argument alone, I could see if I wasn't speaking to somebody that had experienced it firsthand. So I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt here, especially since you've weathered through all of the, the after effects. So you're not still like in it. Um, for sure. I, and I, I don't expect anyone to hear what I just said and think differently. I'm just sort of trying to lay the foundation for yeah, what I'm, what it was. Yeah, I'm I'm open minded. Both LP and I are often, you know, like disagree on things. Um, and I but I do think where we do agree is freedom of speech and the willingness to hear out somebody's side. I mean, that's why we had you here, because despite everything that we've seen online that we've read, I was still willing to sit down in front of someone publicly and speak about this. So I'm I as I come up with more questions for you, but I'd more like to just kind of um, open the floor to you to kind of like hear more and LP can ask questions. But here, here's my thoughts kinda... on on everything you just said. Um, I I guess I I I it's hard for me to believe that it was all just this kind of normal business program with a guy who was getting laid on the side. When you look at some of the things that were going on, some of the things that came out, like the branding, he, he branded the women with their initials. He didn't, he didn't brand or, or, sorry, he anyone. Had, he I had mean, them branded. Let, I no, and, and I think that's, that's the thing all of these things need to be separated and defined and understood because i understand why people think what they think if i read these things i would think that too the difference is i was there i i helped come up with a bunch of the things i understood the purpose of different practices we did and it just wasn't it just wasn't like that. Like that wasn't the intention. There wasn't, it's, if anyone met Keith 
after hearing all of these things, I think it would be very easy for them to understand. Unfortunately, Keith has been made into this kind of folk devil character where he just, you know, no one even questions what what's being said, what what they think of him, what they think he did. I mean, the women in DOS decided that they wanted to get a brand. And I, I, I was part of that group as a symbol of our commitment to what we were doing, to the path. And if people didn't want that or be a part of something where we did that, then they shouldn't have joined. So it's like a sorority. And that was yeah. like something you all did together. Sort of like getting a tattoo. Exactly. Different. exactly like that. So I, I think there's two conversations here. There's kind of like whether this is ethical slash weird and then whether it should be considered criminal. Cause I, for me, it's, I would, I would look at that and think, I don't know, that's a little bit weird getting, getting another guy's initials branded onto you. It, I, I don't know. It's just, it's to me, to me, I don't really understand why you would want to do that but that's fine we don't you don't have to even try to explain that stuff to me the more interesting aspect is you know is that something that he should go to jail for is that something that that the women should be considered victims when they did consent to have it done to them there's there's an interesting uh, conversation here we can have about what can somebody consent to and where is the line and also what at what point does something become coercion because i think something we need to add that we haven't mentioned yet is there's another aspect to this is that there was these things that have been called collateral which was when the women joined the dos the sorority whatever we're calling it they were asked to hand over material that would be um, embarrassing for them if it were to come out. I Mostly it's been described as nude photos, but I think there was more to it than that, but that it hasn't really been described very clearly from what I've seen. But so let's just say like nude photos. So you're, you're asked to hand over something and then you're told, and then there's like this kind of escalating behavior of, well, I want you to do this. I want you to do this all the way up to getting branded. And in the back of your mind, you're thinking, if I don't do this, those photos or whatever it is are maybe going to get released. And so you have to ask yourself how, like, are, is it still consent at that point? If, if you have that threat hanging over your head, if that's what happened, that would not be consent, but that's not um, what happened. I have an actual at all. question. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but I, can I, can I no. click? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, go ahead. Go I ahead. I wanted to ask a follow-up. Well, yeah, um, sure. I, was there ever a point, it, just to kind of wrap up what LP was saying, a point where you felt that there were women that weren't um, acting on out of their own agency, but that the reason that they did the things they did or went along with things is because they feared retribution, whether it be backlash through having their um their photos collateral leaked. released yeah yeah collateral or financial maybe they were afraid you know they um they were so far in that they didn't you know they didn't want to pull out because they had invested too much or maybe they felt that their families just anything like that i mean i could listen no i think that's things. that's really the most important question and the answer is never 
The collateral but there was never, was like, any never ever threatened. It was okay. never the collateral was just to be part of this group, to agree to keep it a secret, to work with a woman one on one. And basically it wasn't it wasn't for her. You were giving it for yourself, saying my word, my goals, what I want for myself in my life is this important. And I want you to hold me accountable and help me achieve those things. And no collateral was ever released. Uh, no one was threatened to do anything. Women refused to do things all the time. Women failed to do things all the time. No, it and wasn't, without punishment? Without like, punishment. hundred percent. Okay. Like what we were doing was learning to build discipline and responsibility. So I'll, I'll give you an example. Like if um, someone uh, says like, I, I'm, I'm always late and I want to be better at that. It's just like a thing. I, I never, I, I procrastinate. I distract myself and I'm always late and I want you to help me with that. So, you know, I'd be like, okay. Uh, and then, you know, we, we make a time for a meeting and they're late. So then I'd say, okay, what are you going to do to fix that? How are you going to make up for a, the time that you took of mine by me waiting for you and B now you, you know, you've tarnished your word, your belief in yourself that when you say you'll show up somewhere that you'll do it. And they'll say, okay, okay. Well for you, you know, maybe, um, you know, maybe I'll take something off your plate. Maybe I'll wash your dishes. Maybe, I'll, you know, like something that takes your time. So it's like, it's a, it's a mindfulness exercise of, exercise of seeing how you affect other people. And then for my word, maybe I'll, you know, um, you know, for the rest of the day, I'll, I'll write down what I'm doing every hour. So I build a connection to what I'm, what I'm doing throughout the day. Like that is literally the type of things that, that we were, were doing and trying to help each other. Really the intention behind all of this was to, help us get stronger and more disciplined and do the things we said we wanted to do. And for me personally, it really helped like having a, a strong commitment like that, knowing that other people had my back and were, you know, wanted me to succeed was, was really beneficial. And I think an important thing for people to recognize is that None of this was a problem until stuff started coming out in the media. Like no one there. I think there were one or two women who left and nothing happened. Like they, they just, they left and it was sad and unfortunate that they made that commitment and then decided to leave, but they did. And that was fine. Uh, but it wasn't until um, a blogger who has the website, the Frank report, started writing things about all of us saying really obnoxious lies about, you know, be, there being sex slaves and women who were branded, not that a group of women chose to get a brand, but like women were forcibly branded and, and like cattle, like, which it wasn't, it was really like a tattoo um, that people started questioning, wanting to leave because not because they felt scared or threatened, but because they were going to be hum publicly humiliated in the news. And it was either, 
you know, leave and disavow the organization or or stay and and basically deal with what I've dealt with for the past three years, which is not fun. I don't recommend it. Okay. Um, regarding, oh. sorry, regarding the branding, um, the way I saw it uh, written about was that uh, women thought they were putting, um, I don't know if it was a rune, they thought they were putting some symbol on their mm -hmm. body, I don't recall, but they later found out, or at least one, mm -hmm. one woman in particular well, they, found out that it was initials and had right, no idea. So when they joined, they knew that they were going to get a brand. They knew that they weren't going to know what it was. So that that's the first thing. And the symbol did have different meanings. It did incorporate Keith's initials because he was the one mentoring the women in the first line to, you know, in our in our leadership roles and learning how to to do different things. And it was kind of a, a tribute to the fact that a lot of the tools that he had created in the other curriculum were being applied here and we were using them. But it did have other meanings as well. I think I think the way that people have focused so much on that aspect is just another way to make it look crazy and creepy hey, and come on and that's weird. Great. come on nikki nikki so i mine doesn't hey. look like that i don't okay. i don't saying, i have never hey. seen anyone else's that looks like nikki? that i'm not trying to shame her but nikki I I, okay hold on hold, hold on annika hold no, on that's not, it's actually a different oh if you if you do research on it if you look up scarification it's very different. Um, the type of burn that it is, it only hurts in an instant. Uh, it's not like a, a burn. I mean, I burnt myself on, on the oven the other day and it, yeah, it, it hurt more than my brand. I'm pro I promise I, you it's not the same thing. Researching you and this as uh, I'm on a, quite a few lists now. <laughs> What do you mean? Oh, okay. Just like all the weird things that I've had. To hold, hold on. I want to say, I want to say a couple things here in defense of Nikki. Cause I, I know, know I know we're grilling her a little if bit. You guys knew, I'm just if kidding. You guys like knew the, the reality of my life. If you guys knew the reality of my life, I, I wish, I wish I could somehow express just the, the absurdity of all of this. And, and I think one thing that I, I, I always come back to in like, yes, it's, it's easy to frame it in a way that sounds creepy or salacious or scary or whatever, but just what if this were men? What if a group of men got together, wanted to brand each other as a sign of like solidarity and, and this happens. I mean, this happens in fraternities. I'm, it happens in certainly a lot of other cultures. People also get scarified i mean when i researched it ahead of time i saw all people like do their whole head um so it's 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 a thing and it, when men do it it's fine you might not agree with it you might not want it it's but they certainly have the right to do it uh yeah I, hold, hold on annika i i i, I want to say a few things because i've been i've been listening for a while so and first of all one thing that's interesting about the Nexium case is that there's so much, so many recordings and video. Like, like it seemed like Keith had a camera following him around like all the time, and a lot of that footage made it into the documentaries. I watched both the Stars and the HBO one. I binged over the last couple of days, and I wanted to say that I didn't see any evidence of threats of releasing the collateral, and I feel like 
unless they were said in person and not over text, which was a lot, there was a lot of like, you, like everybody was like recording no, there, their phone there wasn't calls even, and everything. I feel like even that at trial, I feel like there would have been evidence if those threats had been made. So that's one thing I want to acknowledge that it doesn't seem like that was being like used forcefully to, 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 make people do things they didn't want to do. The other thing I wanted to say is that when I was watching the stars documentary with my wife, and I, I told you this on the phone, Nikki, but I'll just say it again for the audience. When we got to the end of the documentary, my wife was like, am I supposed to feel sorry for these women? Cause she didn't feel bad at all. Cause she just saw them as being at, at best kind of dupes that should have said, no, I don't want to do this if they didn't want to do it, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, they basically agreed to do all this stuff and then at the end turned around and started crying, like, oh, this is so terrible. How could this happen to me? And my wife was just kind of like, why don't you just say no and walk away, you know? So Mm -hmm. there is something to that. Now, having said that, I want to push back a little bit because, like, like just when it comes to the the branding, he did he did it was you were kind of lied to about what it was. You you weren't told it was his initials, and so there there but is like I said, an element it wasn't, of, it wasn't of just manipulation and dishonor. But still, it was his initials. Okay, and, well, if people would have been lied to, if they had been told, okay, you're gonna know exactly what it is before you get it. They never were. They never asked to know what it was. They never said, okay, but only if it looks like this will I do it. They they made the commitment with full knowledge of what they would and wouldn't know. I mean, I guess that's technically true. I, I'm assuming they were never told it's just this and only this and nothing else. But it's it still is deceptive from where I'm sitting and I, and, I, mean, and you, I have to say, branding a person with your initials, talking them into that, when, and when without telling them what you're doing, there's it really that, comes across as like total, it really comes across as like a kind of a, a sex weird sexual power di- like yeah. thing, you know. If, if that if what you're saying was what happened, I would agree with you, but it's just not the way that you're describing it is not not what happened. So what you're saying is these were women that knew that they were going to get a brand uh, on uh, on their own volition. Uh, mm-hmm. They were not aware what the brand was going to be. They were okay with that. It came out later that it happened to also just coincidentally look like- Not coincidentally, and- it was incorporated into the okay. design. So the symbol had, and and we had lots of different ideas of what, what it was going to be. And, okay. and we decided on that for multiple reasons, as I said, and- it, I don't think it's as big of a deal as as people are making it. And there are many people who feel that way. I think it's important also to know there were over 100 women in DOS. Only a handful have constructed and profited from this narrative. Okay. So let, let's talk about them because your ex-wife, Allison Mack, as well as uh, Nancy Salzman, who was high up in um, Nexium. And we're both facing charges. They have both come out with statements saying that, I, you know, this guy, he was a psychopath. He's demonic, this and that. I'm so sorry. How could I let this happen? And I mean, I, I don't know what you're going to say, which is like they're facing sentencing and, and they're saying this to like cover their own asses. But it, it's not just them. It's a lot of people have turned 
you know, like a lot of people. Are you of the opinion that this is all just opportunism and... No, no. Look, and, and I don't know what I would have done in their position, you know? Like, I... I was fortunate to have a confluence of, you know, support from my family, access to information, um, not being directly, you know, I was threatened by the government, but I wasn't indicted. Um, I didn't have therapists telling me, you know, trying to convince me of things. I've also been a person for most of my life who who's not afraid to kind of go against the grain like since you know I, I was a skater and then I was a raver and then I, you know like I I I'm interested in um you know different ways of, of seeing things and living and I and I think for myself I'm not I'm not swayed by uh public perception I'm not saying I I'm not a martyr and I don't want to be in the position that I'm in. But all I'm saying is I, I'm built differently. And I, as, as I said, I, I still don't know what I would have done if I was facing 40 years in prison and didn't have access to information and had the government and therapists and family members telling me to believe this one thing. I think that's, um, hard and I, and I think they believe it I really do and I think it's tragic on every level I I think I've I miss I miss these people that I, I they were the closest people to me in my life and the fact that the the government and this whole hate campaign has destroyed their lives and and so many others regardless of what people think of Keith like I'm I'm not here to to convince anyone he's a good guy. Um, I don't I don't think he deserves to be in prison. I don't think he committed crimes, and I think that needs to be investigated. And I think that's something that people should care about. Um, but but beyond that, I mean, look, people can make their own decisions. I w- I would hope that they would look beyond a, a scripted documentary, you know, where people are making money off of it, and even you know in part, it seems trying to get out of responsibility for things by claiming to be victims. Um, So I I would hope that people would want to investigate the truth more than what's fed to them through the mainstream media. But at the end of the day, like that's the world we live in. Um, But when it comes to stripping people of their freedoms, I think that's a very dangerous thing. I I want to go a little bit deeper into whether or not Keith is guilty. Uh, real quick, though, I want to say, too, when you said you were a raver and, and you told me you grew up in B.C. like me, it's funny. Cause when I was like 20, I remember going to this like rave in a little barn in Duncan, B.C. And I just had like flashbacks oh to that when you said that. But um, think uh, what what year would that have been? Oh, man, I. It wouldn't have been like I don't know if we're the same uh, age or not. He's a boomer. I want to say probably like two thousand two, two thousand. Yeah, yeah. Probably around two thousand two, something like that. No, actually, that I I went. No, no, no. What am I talking about? I went. I I was earlier than that. Um, like. I I started earlier in like 2001. Yeah, that was like the end, the end of my 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 candy raver career. But I yeah, I remember all the island, (laughs) all the island candy kids. That's hilarious. (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> oh man, thank oh, goodness yeah, oh, yeah. there wasn't Facebook then, right? That's, yeah, that's no doubt. All I have to say no about doubt. that. Uh, so I this is something I wanted. I was thinking about that I wanted to ask you, and this, I'm just going to throw this out mm. there. Um, so, sometimes when I look at what happened with Alice and Mac, I I wonder if she was made out to be like a bigger kind of like villain or just because it was good for the media to have this more well-known person who was in the story. So they kind of glommed onto that aspect of like, Oh, this, you know, this famous actress is like branding people and, and sex trafficking them. You being so close to her being high in Dawson, do you ever feel like like you just dodged a bullet by just like dumb luck? Like it could have been you, if if things had been of different. Yeah, of it's, course. It's I mean, I spent I spent six like months that. preparing to be indicted. Um, there are several reasons that I think factor into her being the one of the people who got arrested. I think they definitely used her to get to Keith. I think the media really latched on to her because of her celebrity. Um, I think also the people that she invited into DOS maybe weren't the best fit as, um, as evidenced by their, their future decisions. Um, and uh, I think, yeah, the way she's been portrayed is, is just, it's the opposite of who she is as a person. She's the kindest, most, warm-hearted she she's the type of person and this was a conflict between us because she would always want to just have everybody over and people you know if they were visiting they could stay over and I'm like no like I'm I'm an introvert I don't I don't really open myself up that much and um I think that sadly led to a lot of people kind of taking advantage of of her and then like there were people when after, when stuff started coming out in the news and maybe after she got arrested, like pe- women who were C-list, if even actresses, who were like going on news shows saying, oh, yeah, she tried to recruit me because she like met her once at a coffee shop. And Allison is like the friendliest person ever. And she means it. And like, that's just it. And I it breaks my heart. And I really haven't talked about her because. I'm so upset, angry, protective, like what has happened to her is so wrong. And I don't want to bring any more suffering or attention to her. Um, But it's just, I just, I I can't imagine what it's been, what it's been like for her um, to, to be seen like such a villain and just the opposite be true. Like she genuinely just wanted to help people and be a better person. Okay, let's talk about um, whether or not Keith Rainier belongs in jail. Uh, he was convicted of human trafficking. Sex trafficking and forced labor. Sex trafficking, then, forced labor, mm-hmm. and tra- uh, possession of child pornography. Was it, was mm-hmm. that all the crimes? So That was part of the, the racketeering um, charges. So they used RICO, which is... Uh, was invented for the mafia yeah like a mafia conspiracy so that you could indict people who were just associated and this is how they they basically 
divided our community. The, you know, our community was made up of like middle to upper class, like people who'd never probably fought a speeding ticket. And now suddenly the federal government was knocking on their doors, serving them subpoenas. They had to hire lawyers. They were told not to talk to anyone. Like it scared the shit out of everyone. And um, uh, so then then they started like bringing people in for interviews in the grand jury and no one knew what was what was going on. But anyway, we can get we can get into all of that. But I think the major ones are the sex trafficking, the forced labor and the supposed child porn. Okay, yeah, let's start with the child porn, because that seems like a fairly black and white issue to me. If if you possess this, that's a crime. Well, first of all, yeah, so they they found a hard drive or they alleged to have found this hard drive. Um, I believe it was in February or March of 2019. This was a year after the arrest happened. And at that time, all of the co-defendants were planning to go to trial. So everyone was going to fight. And I was part of some of those meetings because I had a lawyer and I had, you know, I knew what actually happened. And, you know, everyone was still like, no, this is messed up. We need to fight this. And uh, when that charge got brought in that's when people started to plea because like you said that's black or white like how how do you you can't go to a trial with someone who has child porn now the interesting thing is that um they dropped the evidence like a month before trial so they weren't able to get proper like forensic analysis of it uh and um at the trial the fbi examiner who was interviewed about about the hard drive and the camera card that supposedly held these photos that they they said that the woman in in a, the photos like there were naked photos and the woman in them was 15 because of the dates on the file names and they made the file names they said that they were like automatically generated so since then they've been able to um, get forensic experts to actually analyze the data and look at all the different things that they've done. And basically, the file names were manipulated. Um, uh, a bunch of files were made to look like a backup that weren't a backup. Fi- pictures were planted that weren't there originally. And um, what I was going to say about the FBI examiner is that his testimony, he said that someone had accessed the, the hard drive while it was in FBI custody, and he doesn't know who that it arrived him in an unsealed bag and chain of custody was broken and someone manipulated the photo. So there are a number of things that um, are very suspicious. Even the fact that it was like a hard drive that was supposedly found at a house that hadn't been accessed for like 10 years. Um, and these, these pictures magically appeared at this time right before trial. And it, it caused the co-defendants to plea. So, I think did, I don't they, I don't believe they, they are real is basically my yeah. point. Did, did they end up dropping those charges? I mean, if no, they no, because this this has all been found after trial, after he was convicted. So there's still legal process uh, okay, happening. You. Appeals yeah. in that. So you yeah. you believe somebody edited the file names of the photos to make it seem like she was younger 
than she actually was in the picture. That's what you think yeah. happened. Yep. Uh, couldn't they ask this girl? Because my understanding, a, a lot of this part of it wasn't in the documentaries, but I read about this. There was like these three Mexican sisters who were all yeah. sleeping with Keith. I want to, let me pull up my notes here. Um, and a- according to the court documents, he started grooming one of them when she was 13 years old and started sleeping with her when she was 15 years old. So though, I, I just want to make a-, a distinction though, for people, she did not testify at trial. Right. Uh, up until, right. But let me, let me finish. Sure. Sure. Up until that time. And I was friends with this woman. She's 31 years old. However, she's been forever crystallized in people's minds as a 15 year old. Um, you know, like they presented text messages at the trial between Keith and her or allegedly because the, the messages were even on a word doc. They weren't actual texts, but they alleged that they were texts. So th- this is just how crazy this whole, whole thing is what they so used they as co- evidence, so they what they allowed in who Yeah. They don't know for certain, it, but they presented them as text and acted them out. And, and they acted as if she was 15. Like they presented her passport where she was a teenager. They didn't clarify that the text messages were from a year when she was 26 years old in a relationship. Right. And you take anybody's a selection of text messages out of context and out of date and not show the whole conversations. You can make things look pretty bad. So those those text messages in particular were really damning in the public and and in the court. But long story short, she did not testify. She was actually positive for quite a while. I don't know exactly when she changed her mind. I know that her sister in Mexico who testified against Keith um, probably had a lot to do with it. She also was involved in in what was called the the Sex Trafficking Act, which was a single act which I'll get to. Um, So it's very possible that the government threatened to indict her. And she was under a ton of family pressure. She, you know, there were a lot of things. And now she was just awarded half a million dollars and is part of a civil suit suing, um, suing for more money. So look, I'm not here to say I wasn't there. I don't know. All I know is that It was not proven in the court of law. She never gave any statements under oath. And that matters. Like if we allow people to just retroactively not under oath without any evidence to say, actually, all of these choices were not my own. I think that's a very dangerous precedent. And I'm not. Look, I don't think anyone should be coerced or inspired to do something that goes against what they would normally do or what's best for them. But I do think that evidence and due process and personal agency matters. I I agree with you completely when it comes to due process, that it, it has to be respected. And that even includes sometimes people getting let off on technicalities, which is like the most distasteful thing. But you have to, no, I, you have yeah, to rather than convict like an planet evidence person. Yeah. Right. Or, yeah. But, or, 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 so, yeah, do it. Um, like, wrongfully. like Bill, yeah. like what probably happened to Bill Cosby recently, right? right? As exactly. An example. But, yeah. 
when you so it's like it's one thing to just say they have this picture appeared and maybe she was 15 maybe she wasn't but if the woman herself is saying like yeah i was not in court she's not testifying after but, the fact but outside mm-hmm. of court she's saying yes i was 15 and having sex with him don't you start to think you know maybe maybe he was having sex with an underage girl he i would agree with you if there hadn't already been five hundred thousand dollars and now no no no. oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, Yeah. no i mean that's a lot of money to say stuff i mean a lot of and just family pressure and would say a lot worse for a lot less Nothing about people in Mexico. Okay, that wasn't the part. I'm saying because her and her sisters are from there. That that was the point. Let's just look and just look at even these scenarios. Like, you can be a victim and get your own show and get sympathy and get taken care of, and everyone accepts you and and caters to you, and you never have to worry about anything. Like mattress girl. Or, you can be me <laughs> and be hated and constantly attacked and criticized and not be able to get work and have people think horrible things about you that aren't true and many other things that I don't need to list but I I get it like it's not an easy choice and there's you know there was a time when my lawyer was discussing strategy that was like Nikki like, do you, th- do you, th- don't you think it's possible that like, maybe you just did these things cause you wanted acceptance and, and, but it wasn't, wasn't really what you wanted. And, and I was like, even if it was, it's still my responsibility. And I don't, I'm not okay with putting someone in prison just because you know, I, I want to get let off the hook for decisions I made. And it just, there's so many things wrong with it. And I get it. I get it how on the surface, yeah, I mean, it sounds really bad. And I don't know. And if I, if I saw evidence that were true, you know, I'd have to really question that and think about it. But I haven't. Okay, let's, let's move on to the um, human trafficking. Is is, I don't, there isn't human trafficking unless so, you're sorry, calling sex, forced sex, labor sex, or, sex, or trafficking. sex trafficking. Is that, okay. is, so you said there's one yeah. charge. Does, is, is this related to the girl who was kept in the room for two years? Is that what that charge no. was? Or, okay. okay so I, that, I, actually, yeah, I, I'm trying to remember what charge that was. It, it was... Cause this it was related, that, but actually, I can explain that I what remember, that is. That was one of the really bad ones. Right, so, so now that I, I mentioned that, really let's was? let's talk about that for a second. Because okay, th- this was a sister of that one. So there's these three okay. Mexican sisters, right? One yeah. of the ones is the one who allegedly is claiming she had sex with him when she was 15. Another one of the women who was working at Nexium or involved at Nexium. I don't. It's we use the term working loosely because a lot of these people weren't getting paid, which is why there was also like forced labor charges or whatever it is. But this woman—that's no, not true. But what was it? Well, wasn't there like? Wasn't there something like? Um, Nikki, you clarified. Yeah, wasn't there? Wasn't there something to do with people not getting paid or forced labor or something like that? Yeah. Not so the, the let's do the forced labor charge quickly first because it's very simple. Um, 
a woman it's actually the same woman who was the the victim in the sex trafficking who was part of dos she transcribed five hours of video for a woman's memorial keith's partner of 30 years passed away she was a pillar in the community uh, i've seen the emails where nicole the victim who testified at trial said said to keith like i'm so sorry you're going through this i'll do whatever i can to help um, the whole community came together to help with the memorial and, and support wherever it was needed. She, she worked at a, a cocktail bar in New York City, and I guess she worked late and left it to the last minute and stayed up all night transcribing, transcribing a video for five hours. Okay. So that's, okay. I have to take your word for it because I'm not that familiar with the details. Yeah, but it's I, in the, I, it's I, in I find it hard to believe that that would be a criminal charge, not paying somebody for five hours. Couldn't you just like of cut, something they volunteered to do? Couldn't and you just there cut would them a no check? Consequences. And I so I don't know. I well, no, she didn't even. No one, you know, some people got paid for certain things that they did. Some people didn't, and if they didn't have time, they didn't. Like it, it, it there was no, there was no consequence if she didn't do it. It was like someone sent out a text to a bunch of people, like, "Hey, can you help transcribe these videos?" Because there was like tribute videos um, made to the woman who who passed away. So that was the one thing, and that had nothing to do with DOS, although what the government successfully did was made it that every decision these women made was under duress and threat of their collateral being released. So even if they made a choice to do something completely separate and outside of DOS, which was mostly everything, like DOS had certain practices, but it didn't take that much time out of your life. Um, but they made it that then everything was under force. And the other thing that she did, which was part of DOS, which was an assignment to read 55 articles that were about five to eight pages each and uh, fill out a, a Google form about how you liked it and whether you thought they were good or not. And, and her responses were positive. So like it wasn't even like she was... I hate this. And that, you know, she was like, this one's awesome. I want to read it again. This one went over my head. I, this one's boring. Like that, that was the extent of it. That was what forced labor was. Okay. I will take your word for it. Let, let's go back to the sex trafficking thing. Mm -hmm. um, but what was, what, what is the, describe so, that charge for me as you understand it. So, same woman um, who had kind of a kinky past and was interested and had shared with Keith, which I've seen in, in emails, that she was interested in overcoming her inhibitions around sex, that she wanted to be a woman who helped other women, women kind of have more freedom or love themselves more through, through sex and learn to surrender. And, um, uh, Keith facilitated an experience for her where she got blindfolded, tied to a table, and a woman went down on her. Oh, yeah. I read about that in, in the article. I remember reading about that. Yeah. So that was the sex trafficking charge? Mm-hmm. Okay. Was it because she was bound? Like, were they trying? Or were no. they trying so to say for that it was on? That she, Sorry. yeah. So she said later, even though... At the time, she said something different. Um, you know, she said at the time that it made her feel really alive, that it was kind of like kinky stuff she'd done before. 
But after the fact, and again, like she was fine, fine, fine until the threat of her name being on this blogger's website came into play. And that's when she really lost it, like and got scared and upset. And then he convinced her to go to the government. So somehow between all of those things and then the government convinced her that it was she had been trafficked and the way. Yeah. So and the way that they were able what they said in court, which still doesn't make sense to me for sex trafficking, you need a commercial you need commercial. um, uh, What do you call it? You need interstate and. Um, It needs to be commercial sex, like there needs to be money or something. And so what they said is that um, by her doing that, Allison got uh, the privilege of maintaining her position in DOS, which isn't even true because Allison's position in DOS had nothing to do with what anyone else did or whether her slaves completed assignments or, or didn't. Like it just, that wasn't how it worked. But that's what they claimed. And that by Allison maintaining her position, that made Keith happy. And that or or by by her doing that, it made I don't it's totally convoluted. Like that somehow this woman going through with this thing, it's commercial because Allison's got her position. Oh, and that's what it was. And by her maintaining her position she got privileges from her slaves who would like help her with stuff. Cause part of the, the program was you would learn to build caring for your master. So that might be something like, uh, you know, sending them a book that you think they'll like, or, you know, if you're at the store picking up one of their favorite groceries or like just little things to start to be thinking about another person to get outside your own kind of solipsistic, bubble and so they made that 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 was some like uh currency that allison was receiving okay uh, <laughs> what are you guys thinking here? well um i was wondering like i mean just the terminology was- of master and slave is very off-putting yeah. as soon as you say like oh you had to do this for your I master as soon as you like just say it that is. everything else that you're saying is almost okay. like good like a, yeah. no but, like, but that was the, that was the point that was the point yeah because it's when like role-playing Nikki, is that correct? No. Like they're kind of, or what do you think? It, well, come on, master and slave, that's either real or it's like a role playing kind of. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, getting a hierarchy. Yes, definitely. But there was never and any abuse. So from your, from your mouth, what I've heard is that you don't think that there was ever any abuse or coercion. Everyone was over age and mm-hmm. consenting mind. They weren't drugged. Uh, they weren't uh, developmentally disabled in a way that no. would render them okay unable to give no. their consent no these were success like these are lawyers doctors masters lawyers in psychology <laughs> they're pardon no but it's but, it, okay was it okay if smart successful people anything, who wanted okay. help that have agency. themselves that's the and most certainly have part. agency yes okay. yes if you could go back in and at any point change something or if there's something major that you would have done yes. differently? That's a great question. What would that be? So lots of things. And and I think it's important for people to know that this was something new and different. It's not like we're like master slave is the only way. It was like 
let's do this. It's really edgy. It brings up people, you know, people have reactions to it. It, it. When you explore those reactions, you actually can, you know, find really valuable insights in yourself about what those things mean, your control issues, things like that. But we weren't wed to them. Like things were changing all the time. We were learning, we were getting feedback, we were failing, we were figuring it out. So, so none of this do I think, oh, this was perfect. And anyone who doesn't understand it just can't see the vision. Like, I don't, I don't think that. I think the main thing is that uh, people should have earned their way in. I think, I think people made a commitment without understanding what it means that to make that type of commitment because they'd never done anything, made such a commitment in their life. And I think yeah. that is clearly show, shown by who remains positive and thinks this is crazy and who has uh, kind of like, you know, played the victim card because you just can tell like the people who see this the way I do are <clears throat> women, married, kids, not all of them, but like careers, been been through some thing in their lives um the women who see it differently sorry <clears throat> just... you're fine <laughs> um the women who see it differently i think had not been you know hadn't earned certain things in their lives hadn't really understood um how to build value their own value and i think that still doesn't mean that abuse happened but it it does mean that maybe <clears throat> maybe they weren't ready to to take that type of step um and especially with with the amount of adversity we faced like we it went on for two and a half years with no problems until the media and the hate campaign and people trying to convince people that other things were going on but there there was always some problems that were plaguing or or it seemed like there was problems where Keith went in his wake for example he before Nexium before e ESP or whatever it's called um he had another company that was a similar kind of like like pyramid scheme style. I don't know how else to describe it. And the feds shut that company down because there were like allegations that people weren't getting paid the commissions they were earning on their sales or whatever. And he wasn't charged with anything, but the feds came in and closed down. I forget what that company was called. CBI. CBI. Mm -hmm. Then later. So now you're, you're siding with the feds now. You think they're the most honest players? Well, I look, I don't know. I don't know all the details he didn't but if, with anything. I think that's a very important part. That's fair. He he wasn't charged in that case, but it just it all I can say is like it there's it kind of comes across as like a skeezy kind of like Yeah, that that's the the narrative is effective. But 100%. but this is before all the next like the feds this is they didn't have an axe to grind with this guy. This is way back before Nexium even started, right? This was like what do you mean they the, didn't have an axe to grind? Well, he they he was just like like it wasn't I'm like I, <laughs> assuming they have an axe to grind now to the point where they're going in and like like editing evidence or whatever because they decided to make this big high profile bust. 
back then there there wasn't any of this like sex cult Look, stuff. He, the, That's what I mean. Right. But the, the company that he created would have put tons of uh, corporations out of business because what it did is it brought people together and used their um, community buying power to get cheaper prices on products. So you don't oh, think that like would have caused sort of anyone like to club, sort of? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I, I don't really know anything about like that company. I know very little. Um, just kind of glossed over. I, I love that you called LP a fed. <laughs> That's gonna go down. I, I'm. That's yeah. I. I mean, look. I, I, from me. my Thank perspective, you. the if you if you're asking me whether I think it's more likely that this was like some kind of pyramid scheme or that there was like a federal conspiracy to stop him from taking down Walmart and Amazon, I'll be honest with you. I think it's more likely that he was running a, a pyramid scheme. Of, or or, or some some ki- some kind I mean, of skeezy that, thing. But that, he was he wasn't charged with anything. Don't you think that if the government could charge someone with something, they would? Not necessarily. I mean, I mean, but uh, if if they have an abundance of evidence, L- probably. LP but hasn't been in America. Long they, they have to have the I, effort I'm to want to do that. Nikki on this one. <laughs> okay, so but look, that's just yeah, one. Yeah, but I just, just I honestly think that you're brainwashed. My honest opinion, and you believe the narrative. <laughs> and all of the emotional tricks that they've used and you know things like skeezy or icky or creepy what is that define that's, it that's my sense those, from like watching all the documentaries and everything right you but know what, what are I mean? the like, facts like a con what man are the, what are like the, the way you would things. the way you would describe a con man right basically. so how did he con people what did he do i would say he has a lot of charisma um i, d- I don't know how to answer exactly what you just asked but i will say that if he wanted to start a sex cult and manipulate a bunch of women, he would have been the guy to do it. Just uh, listening to a lot of the the ways that he speaks do remind me of some, I've seen some armchair psychiatrists on YouTube um, that have pointed out that he appears to have uh, maybe not, um, maybe like narcissistic personality disorder, but I know very little about the guy. I've not met him, so I can't. Um, I can't remember. Yeah, really and the, the documentaries clear... cre- like chose clips. I mean, Seduce yeah. was far worse than, I'm sure, than yeah, HBO they... to create a, an image and took things out of context. Like, I honestly think the type of conversation I think we would be able to have here that's more okay, we can push boundaries, we can say things. And just because we say them doesn't mean we believe them. We're exploring ideas. We're like, what, you know, and that's what I think intelligent people can do and should be able to do in a free country. And he did that. He pushed boundaries. Absolutely. But they took clips that were totally taken out of context and made him sound and give, you know, they conjured the feeling that you're describing of like skeezy or creepy or dishonest, but no one has given actual concrete data of like, what did he do that was dishonest? How how did he present one thing and then do another? And again, I, I don't really want to take the position of like defending Keith. I am defending his due process rights. I think Keith can speak for himself and people can make his own make their own decisions. That that that's fine. But just because people have bad feelings and there's a such a great amount of prejudice and salacious stuff that people stop critically evaluating 
and they think, well, he's just bad. He should go to jail. I don't care how it happens or who does it. That's what's wrong. And I, again, I do think that that's a good, I agree with your principles that he deserves due process and that if they need to really take a serious look at the evidence and everything. Um, But in terms of like, in terms of was he dishonest? I mean, there's all this stuff about him like being the highest IQ man in the world and being like a judo champion and, and, and a bunch of stuff that it, it just seems like made up honestly you know? i think other people have said those things i've never heard him like well, i think, I think him in jest yeah like, like i know I, he did I'm take most, he's yeah, part of the yeah. the mensa this is the most famous podcast on YouTube. what's that this is the most famous life he's in he's in mensa right anika's in, in mensa like too the above yeah, above because, yeah, mensa, or like impressive. the top things right and I know that he did, he is in the Australian Guinness Book of Records as the highest IQ as, as um, calculated by a very specific test. Like the guy's very smart. Okay. He doesn't go around saying that ever. It feels like he shares a lot of qualities with the kind of people that everyone wants to hate. Um, I'm not defending him at all. I agree with you. I I agree with you. I can see how a lot of people see someone like him. And assume and he has resources. He has lots of uh, not just sex partners, but attractive, well, like women that many men like yourself would, Mm -hmm. you know, cut off a leg to be with. Mm -hmm. And I think there may be a bit of jealousy. And they made up their mind in the very beginning when they heard sex cults. They can't imagine anybody would say that if it weren't true. And from that point, they either said. No, he didn't do it. Yes, he did. And everything from there is confirmation bias. Mm-hmm. That's just how, I mean, that's just a perspective that I have. I could be wrong. LP is fed. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> LP. Sorry, I didn't mean to out long. you. No, I, <laughs> I there, There's part of me, there's a, like a kind of a morbid curiosity part of me that does wonder if, if this whole thing hadn't have fallen apart, where would it go next? Cause it's like you, you start this group where you're bringing in like Hollywood starlets sleeping with them. You, you get them that's to, the way you, you get them to, it, that's not how you it, get them. That is what he was doing though. Those are just no. objectively the facts. And then you get them to brand themselves oh with God. your initials. Where do you go from there? You know what I mean? Cause, if cause hold on. I think it's just right hard. Can we, I think hold on. Let's I talk think about Claire for Bronfman. most men to, to project good intent when well, they, when they see certain things, you know, they, they imagine the only way to be able to get, as you're saying, Annika, like women who are who are beautiful, who are resourceful, who could have, you know, have many options to, to get them to be with him must be through some nefarious means. Not that, no, he's actually worth being in a relationship with because of what what he brings to the dynamic and what he brings to the relationship. I think. And and I don't I, I hate being in a position where I. I feel like I'm defending because I just don't care. Like I don't, if, if people don't agree with my relationship choices, that's, that's not for me to try to convince anyone. Again, I think I would just encourage people to separate emotions from facts, you know, 
salacious narrative from actual legal, you know, things that happened or didn't happen. And, and, and think about like, look, Keith had some very powerful enemies. He had bil billionaires in Mexico. He had the Brofman family. It's funny to me that all the like QAnon people and they, they make it that like Nexium is associated with the Brofman family, but the Brofman family wanted nothing to do with Nexium. Like, like that, that association is, is a, you know, non sequitur because they didn't want to, it was only the two sisters who are just like super down to earth, you know, wonderful people. They were the ones who took the courses and liked them. Um, and they were funding, but, they were funding him. I think I wanted no, to talk about No, they weren't this. funding anything. They, so there were certain things. The company was a company that made money and ran itself. There were certain events like um, they brought the Dalai Lama over to to New York and, and hosted him. So they, they paid for that. Um, there was a, a yearly retreat, which is in, in HBO, um, uh, V Week, where it was like a corporate retreat. And sometimes there would be like guest speakers or special events and they would sponsor that, for example. But it, to say funding, like it was a business that funded itself. That's in the Stars documentary. That's how they. It's not a documentary. That, okay, the the series. That's the how show. they. That, the show. That's how they laid. The it show out. that they produced. That's how they laid themselves. it out. They laid it out as Nexium wasn't making money, and it was all being like like not supplemented true. by the bronze. How could it not make money when people dollars. paid paid for? Well, because courses. I guess I guess well because you have overhead, right? And then I think they weren't paying any tax. A, a building in Albany, New York. I the, don't think the rents that high. My understanding is that they weren't paying any taxes, and the reason is because they were claiming that there was no profits. So, so I'd at least on the, the at least that. on the books, I mean that's that was in the HBO documentary. They, I I have a feeling if uh, he was committing tax fraud or tax, they would have gotten any kind. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There, that that's one of the easiest, and the one that they mm -hmm. they go after because once they have that, they don't need anything. Well, and the other the other thing too is like Keith had nothing to do with accounting. Like there was an accounting department, and Keith had nothing to do with that. Was he he, with he was in charge <laughs> with yeah yeah he was in charge of everything whether whether he no, was on that's on the not, books or that's not that's not true. Why would you I, why would you say that when you don't know that that's true? Because that's how it's been described, right, by everybody who was who was there, who is trying to get out of responsibility for how they got themselves where they are. But I don't think. I mean, apart from this whole like idea that people are making money off of this, which I I understand that that does taint things, but I it that seems like something that came afterwards, right? Like the the book deals and everything. No, but the the, the, those the were public the humiliation came before. Mm. Like, would you would you want to be called a sex slave when it's it's not true and ruin your reputation? Or would you rather say, no, that that's not me. That wasn't me. Oh, my God. I didn't know. Oh, my God. All this fucked up stuff is happening. And there are there were people who were high up in the organization who started some of these rumors, whether they believe them or not. Or I, I believe that it was a combination of things kind of like justifying paranoid delusions like Mark and Bonnie in, in HBO, this whole thing of them needing to escape and need protection. No one cared. They left the organization 
no one cared in the way that they described. They cared because, oh, they were our friends. And that's sad that they're leaving. But they made it seem like they were being stalked or tracked or hunt. Like, that's insane. That right. That's what crazy people do. I will that's say... None of I, that is true. I, I will say the one thing piece of supporting evidence that where you could say they could care was because of the like the extortion charges or whatever it was that was brought against this other woman. This is, this is I, we're winding hey, well, down when here. You're, when you're spreading lies, uh, when you're defaming people. Okay. But she, actively, she beat all those charges in court. So it wasn't. Who, oh, sorry. Maybe I don't know what you're talking I, about. So this was in, again, in the HBO documentary, I forget her name, but she was on the executive board of Nexium. I think in the earlier days at a certain point, oh, back in the day, at a certain point, they had they staged like an intervention for Keith and they had like all the women on the board who he was like sleeping with all of them. And they didn't know they, they all found out. Listen, this is they, not, not, know, not know, every that, single I, one, but most of them. And they didn't know. They didn't know he was sleeping with the other women. And, and they found out and they staged like an intervention. They had him come in. And this is all on video. This is why I say how it's weird no, how but, much of this stuff is like document, like well, so they, well documented. They video, they, those women videoed without consent and, you know, set up this thing. And they tried to extort money from, from the company saying, yeah, so, if you don't do or you have to give us this money or else that's extortion. So, so again, that's another, another detail of like this kind of the like, uh, scandals following Keith, but he, that woman, whatever her name was, she was like, like sued by the Nexium lawyers for this like distortion or defamation or whatever. And she beat the case. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. So. Well, so there's all these court cases. They're all going against Keith at a certain point. Like, like the feds shutting down the original business, this, this, them trying to sue this woman for extortion or whatever that falling through. And then ultimately him getting convicted to 120 years in prison at, at a certain point. Do you not just say like that you're a fed <laughs> that, that maybe he did something wrong or that, that if I saw evidence that he did something wrong, then yeah, I would say that. But just by connecting very vague accusations from people who are not credible and whose stories have changed multiple times over the years and have uh, profited off of their victim status, you know, I, I would investigate that further before condemning a man and having him sent to prison for 120 years. Okay. Um, I think that's about everything that I had to say on it. We have a couple super chats we can get to. Do you, how is it? Have you guys been watching the chat this whole time? Yeah. I've no. been keeping an eye on it there. The <laughs> chat's usually just shit posting as usual. Most of the yeah, time. Yeah, I can't, I don't know if I'll, if I'll, I don't, honestly, with that. No, no, you, yeah. Just you coming on here alone. 
just um it, it's don't take uh, anything personal I don't even read it yeah. anymore <laughs> but, yeah yeah it's, um, did you I'll let you guys yeah. Annika I'll let you go first if you had anything any last um, things you want to go over then I'll let I'll give Nikki a chance to like give her like closings kind it, of statement I mean it feels it feels like what Nikki is kind of saying is that these were all you know, I said this earlier, these were all adult women uh, with capacity and they made a choice, even if it wasn't the choice that we would have made or what is considered conventional and traditional um, as far as like the monogamy versus poly versus whatever their arrangements were. Mm -hmm. It seems like um, from what she's, her perspective is that these women, this was, everything was consensual. Um, and now there are women that are coming in afterwards retroactively stating that it wasn't. Mm -hmm. um, so I just think that's interesting. I've seen enough stories like that. I mean, we've covered plenty LP you have on your channel um, that it is plausible. I don't know, I wasn't there. I'm giving uh, Nikki the benefit of the doubt. And um, that's really all I had to kind of say at the end. Yeah, LP's a fed. <laughs> The the chat now that we've acknowledged them are are asking you to show us your brand, Nikki. That's the, the kind of stuff that they're saying. Uh, hey, you, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, um, super chats, right? Yeah, super super chat. That's that's only for the super duper ludicrous speed chat. Um, yeah, no, I won't. I won't be doing that. So that's not something you've regretted. Like you haven't looked back. No. At okay i was just curious because i no and, and the reality is like i said it's barely visible you know you know how a scar heals over time it's <laughs> not not like the one in yeah. in the picture i guess people have um what's called keloid reactions some people you know uh, how yeah. Yeah, pigmentation seen. has has different reactions most the of the ones i've or... seen are not um not raised at all okay uh, yeah. real quick, our friend Bearing is in the chat and he says, I don't see the problem here. Guy screwed a heap of sluts and got them to brand his initials on them. Total Chad. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Bearing, you gotta come on the show, man. Bearing has a YouTube channel as well. He's okay. from uh, nice. um, New Zealand, Australia. They're like the same. All right, let's uh, let's do our, oh, no, yeah, our super chats and then we can we can wrap this up. Dr. Optical sent $10 and said, Hey, LP, love the show. Nikki, I'm glad you managed to avoid jail time. We used to hang out at a coffee shop in upstate New York. You know the one. I hope you're doing well. Oh, wait, what, what was his name? Dr. Right. Optical. Oh, well, that's, <laughs> hi. And, I'm guessing uh, that's not his birth name. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I don't know who it is. Um, I did, uh, I did work out of a, a coffee shop uh, a lot in Albany and and made some great friends uh, knew some great people so thank you for um, you know sticking it out I guess I, I feel that way about people who've just remained open-minded and and stayed friendly um, I think I, I confuse people more than anything because it just doesn't it doesn't add up you know people's experience of me and knowing me because over the years to well, and I, I'm not, I'm, I don't, I don't know if it's resilient, but like, I, I'm just, I don't know. I don't know how to describe myself. I don't think I fit the image that's portrayed in the media, I guess. is all. I yeah. You're, say. you're not letting other people draft your narrative for you. Uh, 
I will say, and this was a, I just thought of this was a thought that I had occurred to me when I was getting ready for the show. And I don't know if this applies to you, but it, it had occurred to me. So I'll throw it out there. There's sometimes when people are taken advantage of, they don't want to see themselves as a victim. And so they just mm-hmm. refuse to, I'm not saying that's what happened with you, but that is an, a, like a known phenomenon. I know with like mm-hmm. Milo, he, he went through a long process of that where he he was like uh, sexually groomed by like an older man when he was 13 and for like his whole life kept saying like, I wanted that. I want, I'm glad that it mm. happened. I wanted that. And then eventually finally was like, no, I have to accept that. Like that shouldn't have happened. It was wrong. Right. It, it can be hard for people because they just want to, it's easier for them to see themselves as in control. In control. Yeah, no, I understand that. I think my response to that is um, one that I, I've had bad relationships before. I, I have been in situations where I've felt I've been taken advantage of and um, uh, it, it sucks and, and it's, it, that's a real thing. It doesn't mean that I didn't make my own choices, but um, you know, I, I have compassion for anyone who's, who's gone through that. That was never my experience with Keith and I don't have any instances where I felt damaged or hurt or exploited or or anything like that so you know i'm open to information you know if someone were to show me something that i that i wasn't aware of but it's it's at this point considering everything i've looked at and read and things i've i've heard and then my own personal experience um you know i i know what i know i feel what i feel i don't see a benefit in trying to traumatize myself uh, considering I don't, I don't feel traumatized. I feel like actually Keith helped me become the type of person who, who could deal with this, who could withstand this type of, um, well, trauma, if you will, in terms of what I've been through in the aftermath. I can respect that. Uh, our last super chat here, fire rises sent five bucks and says, I'm willing to consider that they manipulated the truth about it. They lie about Trump and other people all the time. Can't trust anything anymore. Did Nikki just roll her eyes? Can't really trust the media. No, no, no. Did I? I was like, agree. I was like, yeah, I I agree. I mean, yeah, we can all agree that the media is a bit skeezy. Compared to Donald Trump. Oh, I. Oh, I don't. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't consider myself important enough. Uh, but uh, no, I, I think that's true, and I, I think it's really interesting this phase we're in as a culture where truths are being exposed in a way that um, it's hard to deny that that the media lies. That there's an agenda in in journalistic circles or or the corporations that manage papers that goes way outside of the periphery of like giving the people information about what's happening in the world and um and how you know how things are done within the government i think it's it's um i think it's ripe for the truth to come out about about nexium and about what actually happened okay um 
so I think that's a good place to end it. Do you want to do some plugs before we go? I know you got a locals. Is there anything else or do you want to give people the pitch why they should follow you on locals or whatever? Sure. So I, I set up a locals because it was uh, a platform where I could control the content and create a forum for conversation about the things that I'm passionate about, which uh, are criminal justice issues and um, free speech and constitutional rights and especially how those things also relate to differences between men and women and kind of double standards that exist in society. I know that conversation we won't we won't get get into that, but I I just believe that we should be able to talk about anything that this whole culture of censoring people and how that's being supported by the left um, is is so insane and dangerous. So anyway, my locals is somewhere where I, I share my own content. I uh, encourage and engage in conversations about these things. I use Twitter a lot. That's been the main way that I've kind of um, built my reputation back to 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 be about the things that I actually think and and care about. Um, you know, I'm, I'm on other platforms, Instagram and, and stuff too, but I don't use it as much. I also have a project with other women from DOS called the Dossier Project, where we're putting out, um, videos and content that explore a very different, uh, representation, I guess, if you will, or experience of DOS and what it stood for and what what women's experience was. It's There's eight of us and there's many more who are positive, but eight who are willing to be public and, and put up with the shit that, that we get for being positive about it. Um, so if people want to learn more and check us out there, that'd be great. Awesome. All right. Well, we'll end it there. Thanks everybody for watching. Thanks to our guest, Nikki Klein. Very thought provoking yeah, conversation. On. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. And no, no. it's, it's been great. Awesome. All right. I had a couple people text me when they saw I posted the link and they're like, what the fuck are you doing? Are you insane? <laughs> I was like, it's not necessarily sex, like sex. Like, don't worry. It's going to be. Honestly, it, it was a working and, title. And now, and now for the last part of the show, the sex war. Do, do, do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> show us your brand. Tops LP. off, everyone. Yeah. All right. No, that was uh, okay. that was that was really good. And uh, we'll just call it, it a day. Everybody, have Bye a good night. Peace out. You too.